0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the SBS Sports Talk Show presented by the Sports Business Society. We are very excited to bring to you guys episode number two. I'm your host, Michael Rockless, and back with my co-host, Mike Popper. And this week we are going to introduce to you our producer, our officer of technology, Will Harden. Will, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hey guys, I'm Will. I'm from Austin, Texas. I'm a second year in the college. um, Possibly thinking about going pre com, pre batten, leaving everything open, but we'll see what happens.
0: All right, sounds good, Will. Uh, So this week we're going to hit our normal segments. We have the read option, we have dropped the mic. We're going to, our first main. Uh, Topic is going to be 10 one sentence NFL predictions from Mike and I. And then our second topic is going to be our first guest segment of the show, and it's going to be Who's That with Will Harden, our resident college football expert, and we're going to preview the college football season, which really gets underway this weekend. As always, listen to our podcast on 1.5 times speed. We should be on iTunes shortly. Hit it! We like sports and we don't care who knows.
2: I'm shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports so and we don't care, who knows? Football, football,
0: hockey, the game is... Alright, so before we even get into the read option, I just want to say to everyone listening to this, that, were, that was at our interest meeting um, on Wednesday night, that thank you guys so much for coming out. We had a great turnout, um, over 100 people into a very small room, um, so it was really excellent turnout, better than we thought. Well, what do you have to say about that, Mike? Uh, it just, you know, it was gratifying. To finally
2: get the, the feeling of people wanting to come to your club, especially after what happened last year, uh, we won't go go into that very much. But uh, will go SDC? No, go SDC room. <laughs> will is actually our uh, one of
0: our two surviving
2: members from SDC. Oh yeah. Um, so that's just a, a little message of perseverance pays off, guys.
0: Yeah, so we're really excited. Uh, for those that do go to UVA, um, our club, we are really think it's going to do some great things this semester. We want as many people as possible to be involved. As always, reach out to us. You can get on the podcast. We want you to write stuff for our website, which is under a new domain name now. We're a little bit more professional. We got that WordPress out of there. It's now sportsbusinessuva.org is our new website, and it's looking pretty good. Looking
2: pretty solid. Will, Will is in uh, is in direction of that,
0: too. Yep, Officer of Technology. That's That's Will. All encompassing. Yep. All right. So let's get right into the read option. Mike, you got to read for me. Uh, My read is the Washington Post
2: article on J.J. Watt's Houston Fund. First of all, uh, I think I can speak for all of us here that um, we wish everybody down in Houston our best wishes. We hope everybody's safe. Um, But I really wanted to focus on, you know, just the philanthropic aspect of J.J. Watt and, you know, Robert Kraft donated a million dollars. Titans donated a million dollars. Just... Great to see uh, an organization like the NFL come together and, and raise money for a, a terrible tragedy like that.
0: Yeah, and it really goes to show how sports can be so much more than just the games on the field. Really, when you have superstars like a J.J. Watt and owners that are you know being philanthropic in this way, like a Bob Kraft, that really sports can really bring a community together and kind of act as a repair system for those people who lost so much. You obviously think back in a pretty similar um, stance, I guess tw- Twelve years ago now, right. Hurricane Katrina, with the Saints, and they came back, and that Superdome was uh, was rocking, and and the Saints really kind of tied that city together. That block punt, always um, in my mind. Yeah, uh, Steve Gleason, Steve right? Gleason, yeah. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, it's great to see that. Um, and you know, obviously, as Mike said, our our wishes out to people there. We hope everyone is safe, um, and especially you know, you have family there. A lot of kids from UVA too have, have family down there. So we're we're uh, keeping everyone in our thoughts there.
2: A little happier note, Mike. What what do you got for me?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with a shameless plug for my read this week, Um, and it's going to be an SBS article, um, and I'm going to call it Tarnished Gloves for Outfielders, the real article title. Um, is that Golden Gloves aren't so golden after all. It was written by a third-year engineering student named Alex Mangels, and I think it's a really great example of what we're looking for on the site, and I thought personally it was a really, really good, just interesting article in general in terms of how in the non-sabermetric baseball world, they were really giving Gold Gloves away to players more on name recognition and offensive statistics than on pure defensive ability, and now with the advanced statistics, we're seeing some of that come back um, to how it should be, where the players with range and better reactions and route efficiency and all that they're starting to win a little bit more but to kind of point that out and show that in data I thought it was really good read so if you have a chance to check that one out if you're a baseball fan you're not a baseball fan I think you can get something away from that I know Mike's not the biggest of baseball fans I mean I
2: I love the article I read through it um quick read four and a half minutes um but yeah so you know just kind of seeing uh Alex bring together the statistics I mean uh, biggest thing that I saw from it was Adam Jones three consecutive years won go glove never or averaged a negative defensive war He was worse than the average defensive player. Than a replacement player at his position and yet that was when he was popping off on the on the Orioles, right?
0: Yeah, and he's you know he's one of those things like you call him a good defender and you don't make errors in baseball, and Alex points this out, but you you say, oh, he's a good defender, he doesn't make errors, and then everyone just kind of assumes, oh, yeah, Alex Jones, right defender, and then when you kind of peel the onion back and you look a little bit closer, you're like, eh, yeah, he's kind of a liability out there. Even Matt Kemp, who's like one of the worst defensive players in all of baseball, has won a gold glove, and maybe some of that's due to injuries later on, but it's just kind of... It's nice to see that pointed out with data. Um, It's kind of something that's not hit on as much. And I think outfielder was a really good uh, position to inspect for something like that. So I just thought that was an intriguing article. um, And check check that one out on SportsBusinessUVA.org.
2: So my drop the mic of the week will be, for all of you NFL fans out there, and I'm assuming that there is a lot, circle your 2021 calendar because you're going to be finding things to do on Sunday. Gonna, I don't like the sound of that. You're gonna be you're gonna be a void in your life because we have seen it's not a abuse of power because Roger Goodell is It w- is well within his rights in the CBA to be doing what he is doing. It is a gross, grossly just. I don't even know what to say. The NFLPA has failed its players in the negotiations that took place um in, in the last lockout, and and I would be prepared for a, a lengthy, lengthy lockout with the owners.
0: Yeah, and as a big-time football fan, you know, self-proclaimed football degenerate here. I watch, you know, when I can up to 15 hours of regular season football a week. I don't even know. Yeah, I I don't know (laughs) if that's actually, like, physically possible, but I think I've done the math. There's like five games on between Thursday night, Monday night, and the three Sunday. That's like roughly fifteen. It's not, it's not that hard. So I'll yeah, it's not. No, like, it's not like something that like, oh, look at me, I'm special, I do it. But it's what I do. So I really the the idea I of a like work. To say, stop- I do it too, guys. Yeah, <laughs> the idea of a work stoppage is is really scary, and it's something I'm actually really interested in, kind of the more business side. And there's a lot of things that they have to work out. Obviously, um, Goodell has come under fire a lot for some of the ways that he handles some player discipline issues, and then the big one for me, and I I think personally, this is. Uh, A very hard to solve issue is these guaranteed contracts because I think it's really hard to get these players to agree to do um, the guaranteed contracts when you're when there's players that can kind of come up and fill bottom end roster spots and the teams don't want to do it because guys get hurt. So I think it might be something that's like pretty unavoidable and I don't know how you resolve it. And it's kind of hard too when you're looking at these for these NFL guys, they look out and they see. You know, call it Alan Crab in the NBA gets I, most people never heard of him. Uh, gets a seventy million dollar guaranteed contract, yeah. um, or Tim Hardaway gets seventy million guaranteed. While you know you have to be an elite, whatever tight end, defensive end to get money in that range, and it's that's worrisome when those guys who they play a sport that's even more popular they they see that they're not getting anywhere just, near that. It's the
2: always going to be an inherent problem when you have fifty three people on the roster. You know, you can't make a salary cap if you do a, a uncapped salary cap. Uh, there's it's not feasible right small market teams get shut out um jacksonville jaguars tennessee titans they'll just never be able to compete with with the bigger market teams like the philadelphia eagles and the new york giants um but like th- these players deserve to be to be paid they're playing a more dangerous sport they're playing a more popular sport and they're doing arguably better than what Allen crabb is doing in the nba so why aren't they getting paid
0: yeah I agree with you on the fifty three man thing uh you go down down the line and it's really hard you know to pay all the guys on that bottom end middle and middle part of the roster um you know big time guaranteed money and you know when you have that many mouths to speak mouths to feed, so to speak um it becomes a big issue and you're starting to see it now where you have the really top-end players are getting the bigger contracts. Stafford just got signed to the mega extension. So the quarterbacks do well, and some of the really elite defensive players, the the Fletcher Coxes of the world, the Vaughn Millers, those guys get the mega deals. But then the the veterans in the middle really get squeezed out, and it's kind of those guys on rookie deals that fill out the, the roster. And I think that's just going to be a huge issue. I don't know how they're going to solve it. Yeah,
2: I mean, a uh, little fantasy is out here, Mike. Are you worried that, that Zeke is going to be no longer suspended for the beginning of the season rather than the middle of the season? He's going to push it back? They're pushing it back. He's he's going to court. He's going to court. I
0: I think they're shutting that down. The thing that happened with Tom I think Brady. they should.
2: They they I don't think a court will take it, but but it could be pushed back at least. Well, here's be.
0: here's what I'll say. I'm I'm not worried in the slightest because they. I'm looking at that schedule. They play the New York Giants week one. They don't play the Eagles until uh, like mid November. So yeah, Zeke. Um, if you want to go to court and uh, you want to push back to say call it weeks uh, six through eleven. Uh, 6 through 12 whatever it is, Um, go ahead. I, I support that 100%. Get suspended for that Eagles game. Play against the Giants. I'm okay with that.
2: Listen, we beat them twice when they were full-handed last year, so yeah. I'm not worried. Yeah, Dak's first game. All right, so my drop what the about Dax,
0: What about Dak's uh, 16th yeah, game? Yeah, 10-7, one play. Okay, so my... One play? It was one play. Okay, let me get to my... What's your so, drop the mic? Let's get off the Yeah, topic. so my drop the mic is on... Specific to my favorite football team, the Philadelphia Eagles. This week, the Eagles traded beloved player, beloved player, John Dornboss. You may... You won't know him for his football, that's for sure, but you might know him for his magic. He was on America's Got Talent. I think he finished third last year. Um, that might have been more upsetting than any loss the Eagles had last year when he didn't win. I was watching it from one of my roommates, and I just slammed the table. I was so mad that he didn't win. He was excellent... Just a great guy. I, I remember going through my favorite Eagles, my like top 10 favorite Eagles. And I mean, this guy's a long snapper. He was number 46. I'm like, this dude legitimately is my sixth favorite Eagle. And for them to trade him, I understand the business side, the cap savings, they have a guy in waiting. For them to trade him for a seventh round pick... It kind of stings. We saw Jordan Matthews go. I wasn't quite as upset about that one. Um, But, you know, you're trading these guys. He's the longest-tenured Eagle, one game away from breaking the most consecutive games played in Eagles history. And to see him traded for a seventh-round pick, even though he's a long snapper, it's kind of heartbreaking. I mean, I love the guy.
2: I mean, look, I, I, I obviously don't have the same connection to him that you do as I'm an avid Eagles hater. But... He's a 37-year-old long snapper coming off injury, and you're complaining that you got a seventh-round pick for him? That, that is a steal. Yeah. That's a steal. He's going to play two more two more years, and he, he could not even be a, a, a starting long snapper if, his, if he doesn't
0: heal from his injury. Yeah, but isn't there something to be said for the fact that I like the guys on my team to be guys that I, I like? And I love John Dornboss. I mean, he's had a very troubled past, but he's like an excellent guy. Look up his, his magic axe on America's Got Talent. I think he's been on the Ellen Show a couple of times. And he's just phenomenally uh, talented and personable and just a great guy. So for me to get it, for them to get a seventh round pick, like I understand in a football sense, that's phenomenal value for a long snapper, especially when you have someone in waiting, but it just kind of stings as an Eagles fan to see them, you know, heartlessly move on from a player that, I mean, this is a long snapper we're talking about. It's kind of absurd. And I think legitimately getting the pull of Eagles fans like he was loved the team did a tribute video to him you know they had statements from Howie Roseman the GM like this is not your normal long snapper and it's just kind of heartbreaking to see him play for a different team after we all got to fall in love with him with the America's Got to I mean himself. look I
2: understand uh, we cut Victor Cruz and that was tough Like I, I was emotional when, when yeah. we cut Victor Cruz I mean like I, I have so many memories of 2011 Super Bowl of him catching um, of him catching that 99-yard slant against the, uh, the Jets to set off our our run to the Super Bowl. It's tough to part with a fan favorite, but at some point you got to move past that and realize that, uh, what good of a football football move it was.
0: Yeah, no, it's funny you mentioned Victor Cruz had a 99-yard slam for a touchdown. I John Doran Boston did not have a significant uh, football moment in his career, but I loved him <laughs> nevertheless. Um, so with that, we're gonna transition into our first main topic of the show. Uh, We're going to give you guys 10 one-sentence NFL predictions. We're going to spend about a minute talking about each one. Mike has five. I have five. We're going to alternate off. Just a quick side note about this. We have not seen each other's uh, predictions, so it's going to be, you know, real reaction off the cuff. Um, So if it's a hot take, um, you know, we we might be acting just as crazy as you guys are because we haven't seen these yet. So, Mike, give me your first one. Marcus Mariota will be an MVP candidate. Book it right now. Interesting. Yeah, I actually think that AFC South is pretty good. I would hold back on the MVP candidate thing. Personally, I'm going to go with a hard disagree on that one. Um, They're kind of an efficient offense. They love, love, love running the ball there. Um, They're really good at it. Um, And he's, you know, he's a very solid player. I, I really don't know. I think that division's a little bit better than people think, um, so it'll be hard for him to win. But, you know, you think about MVPs, and it's really kind of shaped by, okay, who's a quarterback on a team that's better than everyone expected? Um, yeah. I think people expect the Titans to be pretty good. I wouldn't say that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever think, heard, but I'm kind of off on that one. I think his, his
2: improved wide receiver weapons, especially with Eric Decker, will push him over the edge. They've got arguably behind Dallas, maybe even in front of Dallas now, best best line in the league. That's so helpful for a young, uh, young quarterback. And he's got, he's got the running ability to to, to make a difference. So that's that's why I've done it. What about you, Mike? What's your first one? All
0: right. So we're gonna stick with quarterbacks in the AFC South. I know riveting stuff there. Um, my first one is Deshaun Watson is this year's Dak Prescott. Mike, what do you think? Uh I think he's got to start to be this year's Dak Prescott. <laughs> uh, we got a big mountain to climb before before we get there, Mike. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Um, Tom Savage, I do think, is penciled in as a starter to begin the season. It doesn't faze me. Here's the thing. Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott... Both quarterbacks in Texas. First name starts with the D. Both number four. Sean Watson, winner, big time winner in college. Um, some of his preseason tape. Big preseason guy wasn't the best oh, in the as world. As an Eagles fan, you should be. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I do. I know. Yeah, I mean, I I I try to watch, and it you know killed me to see him put up zero points against that Saints defense in the preseason. Yep. But um, either way, I, I kind of like what I see. I think he's kind of has that surrounding. Uh, team around him. I really like that Texans roster with what could be a top three, top two defense um, with that D-line and some of the other pieces they have, as well as some guys on the outside. You got DeAndre Hopkins. You got Lamar Miller, who's pretty stable at running back. So when you think of a Dak Prescott from last year, I'm going to more praise the environment around him and that he wasn't able to just mess that up. And I think Deshaun Watson could be in a similar spot this year in a division that... Is probably up for grabs. I think, um, and they might be if he has a good season, like don't you know, people might go crazy. I think they might be the Patriots' biggest competition in the AFC. Uh, I disagree. You're you're out on that one. I don't think, I don't okay. Think that's you're you're I think that's that's a big step. you are declining that, that one. That one. No. Okay. Um, I haven't
2: even seen the dude hasn't even started a game yet. I can't I can't put him there. I mean that, that, that would be like calling the Dallas Cowboys the biggest competitor in the NFC last year. I don't think people were doing that before.
0: And that's before why that's that. why it's a hot take that, you know, see me week seventeen weeks from now. All right,
2: I'll I'll move on from that ridiculous point. Um, no, my second is Jadavian Clowney leads the league in sacks. Wow. Coming, we are AFC South
0: centric right now.
2: Unbelievable. Coming, coming off of what Mike just said, arguably best defensive league. JJ Watt coming back healthy. That's going to draw so much attention. Jadavian Clowney is a beast. They also have um, Whitney Merciless down there as well. There's just too much to handle right there, and I think, I think Jaden Clowney will be will reap the benefits of that line.
0: Yeah, I think he's poised to have a big year. Just kind of spare the audience here, I think we'll move on uh, rather quickly. I don't know how much more yeah. AFC South they can tolerate. All right, so my second one. This is the year of the running back in sports. You always talk about it. Year of the pitcher with all those no-hitters a couple years ago. Year of the quarterback last couple years. I think the running back is back. I think we got some really great three down backs in the league this year. David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell. I think Leonard Fournette's going to be yep. really good as a rookie. Even Zeke, uh, Zeke when he plays. Zeke when he plays, I think we are going to and, and also the draft talent, uh, past couple years and, and looking yeah. forward to you got Saquon Barkley, um, who we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but I think we are starting to get to a point where running back has become that like hyper athletic do-it-all position for some of these guys. And I think we're gonna see some really good three down backs emerge. And some teams like the Eagles, uh for example, are gonna go with like a very like role-oriented committee, but I think we're going to see some teams really run with a three-down back who's going to kind of do it all, be a slot receiver, Christian McCaffrey, um, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, guys like that. So I, I'm looking for the running back to uh, come back in a big way. I pray if that's true, Paul Perkins
2: save me. <laughs> um, my third one, uh, it's a little bit of a homer pick, Landon Collins is your defensive player of the year this year.
0: Um, uh, you know, you he Giants, was close last year. Giants fans, and I know a couple of them. Unfortunately, they they love their Landon Collins. Um, he's a great player. I think he intercepted Carson Wentz at least he once did. last I year. Did, he yes. did. Um, so you know, maybe it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I wouldn't say I'm uh in love with the safeties. The safeties even win defensive player of last the
2: year. time was Troy Polamalu, and last year Landon Collins had better
0: comparable stats. Oh, there you go. Way to bring the facts, Mike. I appreciate I'm that. Sure, of course, um,
2: we are an well, analytics club.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the Giants defense is going to be pretty good. I'm, you know, I am a little bit more skeptical than, say, a Giants fan is. Um, But yeah, he's a leader of that defense. Um, He should be a really good player for a long time to come. But don't sleep on the uh, other safeties in that division. There's some good ones, uh, a couple 90 miles south. But not on none on Dallas. Uh, so that's all. That's, all that's there. true. There's none on Dallas. Like, wait, we like. can agree on one thing, and it's Dallas, Dallas. We the Redskins suck. are more re- irrelevant, so we yeah. don't really talk about them. All right. So my third one. Um, we're going back to the quarterbacks here. I think people are going to start to chill on Derek Carr. You know, uh, I I kind of agree. Yeah. I I think
2: that he is. Overrated. I think the Raiders in general are overrated. I think um, I'm not a huge. I don't know much about Pythagorean wins, but I know last year that they well exceeded their Pythagorean wins. Um, They won a lot of close games. Uh, I just I don't know if he has everything that it was to be the rumored MVP candidate that he was last year.
0: Yeah. So for me, the where, how I came to this was I, you know, the Raiders were kind of burst onto the scene last year, maybe a year earlier than everyone expected. I haven't seen the guy play that much, um, but from what I've seen, he's he's got more of a quick hitting, shorter offense, great weapons. Um, But I just haven't seen a ton. He's got that mega contract now, um, you know, and obviously you have the cowherds of the world just touting him out as the next, you know, great thing. And I I personally think they run up against some good defenses, uh, whether it be that division, whether it be against the Giants um, or the Eagles. And then they play the Patriots in the AFC East this year too. um, And they got that second place schedule. Um, So I I think that Derek Carr could be in for a little bit rougher of a year than um, than what people would come to expect of him as kind of that, like, heir to the franchise quarterback throne. I agree, and you seem to be a big coward fan when he when he bashes the Giants, so. and and when he praises when Carson he praises Wentz, he's hammered, been doing buddy. that one recently. I I was big, I was on board with that.
2: My fourth one is Tyreek Hill flops as a number one wide receiver.
0: Okay, I could see that. Um, I've heard you know uh, some good buzz about Tyreek Hill as kind of a do it all player in uh, camp this year. Um, but you know, to me, Alex Smith is not the ideal quarterback for him. I don't know when we'll see uh, Patrick Mahomes. But, yeah, he's kind of a do-it-all threat. Um, and I he's a smaller guy. He's a speed guy. Andy Reid kind of knows how to use those guys while well, you think back to, to a Deshaun Jackson in Philadelphia. Um, but, yeah, no, I can see that. I, a lot of people seem to have pretty high hopes for him. How'd you come to that one?
2: Uh, I actually recently wrote an article about combine, uh, combine scores in the NFL and, and their relation to success. Um, I kind of liken him to John Ross, uh, speedster, right? He's incredibly fast. But I just don't know if he'll be able to handle the, the, the number one corners that we'll be able to rough him up. Uh, so that's that's where I drew my
0: analysis from. All right, so moving on. I have a, another broad one. Um, more teams than ever will embrace the tank. I think this season yes. we're gonna see a lot of teams get a couple games in. They are we already know who they are and they're just they're gonna try to lose games, which is gonna have some deeper implications, but I think this is kind of the year where the NFL embraces it in the in the vein that the NF, the NBA does.
1: Resident College football star, uh who are they tanking for? Um well, if you're in need of a quarterback, Sam Darnold's definitely going to be uh, probably the first one on the, off the board depending on how the season goes. Um, but I know right now he's usually typically analysts are putting him at the top of the draft board. Tank for Darnold, um, baby. But well, we got to come up with a rhyme for that. The, Jets, <laughs> the Jets definitely could try and um, tank. I mean, they're going to be bad anyway. Right, why not just throw Darnold it Darnold could be someone that, that they have their eye on.
2: I, I completely agree. I would be surprised if in 2018 – Sam Darnold is not on the Jets roster unless he doesn't want to play there.
0: Yeah, we'll see if the Jets can win a game. We'll we'll get to that one uh, next week, I guess. All right, Mike, give me your fifth one. My fifth one, and and this
2: one will come as a little surprise for not all of you educated NFL fans. Aaron Donald
0: will not play a game, a snap, until week 10. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that one. I think they play the Eagles sometime in December, so hopefully uh, we don't get a fresh Aaron Donald. I, think, I don't love the sound of that. I, he, could, he could eat Carson Wentz alive. I mean, he's an elite player. They got to pay that man at some point. I mean, if you're the Rams, why not try and do what you can? You got the rookie head coach. You got Jared Goff, who you hope is developing. Um, I, I'd pay the man. He's a top five, top two defensive player in the NFL.
2: Interesting point media-wise. What was the biggest topic on holdouts this season, this offseason? Tell the me biggest topic, biggest, oh. big, biggest, the hottest topic in, in holdouts this season. I think it was Le'Veon Bell.
0: What, is that wrong? Okay, I was gonna say uh, Odell Beckham Jr. on holding for next year. For next he year. wants the biggest, yeah,
2: oh, right? biggest contract. He's not even actively holding out. Aaron Donald's actively holding out, and you don't hear a, bit, a peep about it from the from the media.
0: are well, the Rams? So
2: I'm just saying it, it. There's there's a significant media bias against Odell Beckham Jr.
0: Quote me okay
2: cool what's your your last one mike
0: all right i got an exciting one here i have this is a personal uh favorite player of mine um tony romo get excited because tony romo is going to be awesome in the booth this season not on the field in the booth i i don't know about that
2: i mean it's it has eaten similar quarterbacks
0: phil sims is, is awful and Tony Romo is going to be better than Phil Simms. He's take he literally took Phil Simms' Give, me, give job. me some analysis there, Mike. Yeah, so what have you heard the man speak? Um, so he's great in press conferences. He, uh, you know, the way that he came out and uh, you know gave Dak that starting job last year. Appreciated that. I'm just a big, it. Big, 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 Tony Romo guy in general. Um, I was looking at the schedule. I'm a big uh, TV football guy. Like I like in the way I look at the. Uh, the maps are the times and I see who's trying to play uh, and, and what are the, the area maps like. So I'm trying to see who's on national TV. Which game am I going to watch? And the way it's looking, he's not going to be on national TV until week three. So he's got a couple weeks to kind of pepper himself um, get get some reps in on the non-national TV games. And then the big first national TV game CBS is going to have. He's obviously with Jim Nance on the big CBS team. They are playing, it's your team, the Giants and the Seahawks in week seven. I don't know how that game got on CBS. It's two NFC teams. Who knows how they do no it? No idea. But think, yeah, but think about this. We get to week seven this is really the first like monster game that Romo and Nance are going to do. Assuming Romo is still in the booth, we hope so. Um, because I had bad news for the NFC yeah. East <laughs> if, if Romo's back, because um, he's better than Dak. Better than Dak. Yeah. yeah. Um, but by the time you get to that game, you have Romo against two NFC opponents that he's familiar with, particularly the Giants. Um, and I think we get to that game, and everyone's going to be enlightened. They're going to be like <laughs> Tony Romo, future in the booth. We love you. I will, you know, he's I a great. Can, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to roll it out. Uh, a little offside. Anybody see the new Fox score bug? It yeah, looks horrendous. Yeah, you showed me that. I don't like the ones at the bottom. I kind of like. The I book. loved
2: their corner little thing. It was compact. It was it was a square. Gave you everything you needed. Gave me anything I needed score, right there.
0: Score, record, timeouts. timeouts it was fog. easy. It, it was, was easy. That's all you need. You got the other corner it, or the as the scores or however. It's they just did. like it doesn't make sense. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Anymore. I know. I don't understand. They're trying to get fresh. Who knows with all that video content they have there? Upsetting. All right, that'll do it for our top ten. Um, you know, we want some feedback. Tell us which ones you liked, which ones you hated. Probably the. Uh, Landon Collins won. Um, Everybody loves that. Yeah. We we can't, well, we can't hate Landon Collins. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, so now we are going to segue right into our first ever Who's That segment. Who's uh, That? Yeah, with Will Hardin. We're going to preview the college football season. Will, um, he knows a little bit more about college football than we do. He's our resident expert here. So, Will, start us off.
1: Yeah, so... Um... College football season starts this weekend. Uh, I guess technically started last weekend. Real games. Nobody cares basically. about last weekend. Yeah, yeah Real, no, and I
0: do poop. Like, give me one. Uh, USF,
1: USF. They're ranked. Is <laughs> oh, um, that Charlie Strong? Ooh, Charlie Strong. Okay. Oh, I, I they saw named name, They got a good try, quarterback. Name, um, I saw BYU playing. Bronco. Yeah? Former Bronco. Former, Former Bronco. Bronco. He's here now. Um, but <laughs> I'm getting pretty excited. No, I think it's going to be a good college football season. Um, I'm looking at the preseason rankings here. got both AP poll and coaches poll. Um, everybody in the top six is the same in both. Um. Both te- All teams look good. Like that's the thing about this year. I feel like the top six teams that are listed here. All. All of them look to be very good. And you don't know like where somebody's gonna fall. But eventually, some of them are playing each other. You know, you got two ACC teams in Florida State, Clemson. Um. They're gonna play each other. Uh, you got Ohio State's playing Oklahoma, who's Oklahoma's number eight, but that'll be a big, big game. Um, and then outside of there, there's not some teams that you would normally think of that are going to be good, but um, especially you know you got Auburn. They're, uh, they were a little down last year, but they've got Jared Stidham, transfer from Baylor, coming in to play quarterback. He'll probably be. I think I'm I'm pretty high on him. I think he'll help them take the next step. I think they could be a big um, road bump for Alabama. Um, I got a question for you. So yeah. I see, see Clemson over there yeah. in, in the top, what six? You have yeah, top five. five. Yeah.
2: How do they rebound after losing uh, a leader like
1: Deshaun Watson? This year, said this year's Dak, Dak Prescott. Prescott. So, yeah. so I was thinking about that earlier today, and so they actually lost more than just Deshaun Watson. They lost Mike Williams, big ricey right, right, right outside. Um, they lost Wayne Gallman, their starting running back, and they lost. The, they lost. Gi- yeah, so they lost um, some well, defensive Buller, pieces too. Bullware. Uh, oh yeah, um, crazy great. guy, right? Yeah. And then I think. Shaq Thompson, is that right? I don't know. Some defensive Yeah, bend. yeah, yeah. The yeah, DN, defense The DN, he's, um... um... So, they lost some key pieces there. But, here's the thing. They're returning Hunter Renfro. He caught the game-winning... Yeah, right. There's there's scrappy. Against, yeah, yeah, Scrappy, scrappy, slot, scrappy, guy. Guy. scrappy slot guy. Scrappy Slot guy. Deion Kane, who's another good receiver. He'll look to replace um, Mike uh, Williams on the outside. And then, at quarterback, they've been grooming Kelly Bryant okay. behind, Deshaun, um, behind Deshaun Watson. He... Should have similar playing style. He was a dual-threat guy from South Carolina, a uh, cousin of Martavis Bryant. Gone by week six. <laughs> He'll be out. He'll be <laughs> he uh, suspended. Yeah. But so they've been grooming him. I think he's going to be a true junior this year. He's had a little experience his freshman and sophomore year and some cleanup time um, behind Deshaun. But... Um, if everything goes according to plan, he should fill right in and they should continue rolling. Um, awesome. I believe in Dabo. I think he's a good coach, so we'll see yeah. what happens there.
0: It's kind of sad we we go to UVA. Um, not That's not sad at all. That's fantastic. <laughs> but we, we have this ACC football schedule, and I think in our three years here, not we haven't played Florida State or Clemson uh, either here or away. I guess they're in the other conference, mm-hmm. um, so we don't we really get seen- them. A heartbreaking
2: Heisman. loss to Notre Dame and, and a heartbreaking loss to Louisville. So yeah, that's the highlight.
0: Go that's the highlight of our college football viewing experience. Um, obviously, you just mentioned Florida State, the big thing, big game this weekend. There's three out of conference ranked games. Obviously, the marquee of that bunch is Florida State and Alabama. Uh, Will. Is the winner of this game, are they are they locked in to get to the college football playoff? We saw Ohio State last year beat Oklahoma in a similar um, big-time out-of-conference game, and, and even when Ohio State lost later on, they lost to Penn State, they were able to kind of sneak in with that game as Oklahoma finished pretty high up. Uh, do you see the winner of this game being in a similar position get a big-time cushion when it comes to that selection committee?
1: So here's the thing. Obviously, this is a huge game. If you win, great start to your season. Um, you know, it's going to put you a step ahead of everybody else who's played, who hasn't played a ranked team yet. Um, but here's, here's the other thing. If you lose this game, how much does it really hurt you? If you're Florida State and you lose to number one Alabama, you know, they've been dominating teams the past, however long Saban's been here. Like Florida State can still take care of business in conference and they can still make the playoff. Alabama can lose to Florida State and assuming Florida State's still going to be good um alabama as long as they take care of business in the sec as they have in the past they're still probably in line to make the playoff um but here's the thing it'll be an interesting game because saban at alabama undefeated in opening games jimbo fisher as a head coach which is only at florida state undefeated in opening games wow where is this game well here you go saban where's the game I'm not sure where the game is. It's I think neutral, it's neutral it's got, side. Is it neutral? It's probably. neutral side. It's probably in Dallas. Okay, that's where they put on the neutral side. But here's the thing. Saban, 10-0 against former assistants. Ooh. So, Fisher was his offensive coordinator while he was head coach at LSU. Wow. Um, so, something's we'll going to give. The something's going <laughs> to give. This should be an interesting game. I'm really excited to watch. Um, you got two good quarterbacks playing there, Hertz and Francois. Um, but should be a great game. All right. Give yeah. me...
2: Give me one team outside of the top 15 that's gonna make the playoffs are you or, or, or could make the playoffs because you might, have, you might be a favorite heavy kind of guy I so, don't know here, about
1: you. so here's here's my here's what I think so outside the top 15 obviously I'm a big 12 I'm a Texas guy I'm a big 12 right. guy um, looking outside the top 15 what I'm really seeing is 22 and 23 in the AP poll um, West Virginia and Texas. New Texas had to be there. No, but just listen. Just listen. So the Big 12, obviously, you know, they've only made the playoffs one year. It was Oklahoma. Oklahoma is currently sitting at number seven in the AP poll. New coach, Bob Stoops, obviously suddenly retired. But they lost a lot of weapons on offense. Dee Westbrook, um, Samaj AP, Ryan Joe Mixon. They are returning um, Baker Mayfield, so that's huge. But I'm not sure what's going to happen with their skill positions. We'll see what happens there. Oklahoma State, number 10, AP poll. Um, they got great offense, but you know it's Oklahoma State. Never they always seem to falter defense. somewhere. Don't have a great defense. Yeah. Um but here you get down to West Virginia.
0: You have Kansas State in there. We'll see what happens there usually. One one thing we know about West Virginia is they are probably winning week one. They're playing Virginia Tech. Virginia so Tech. We know we know which, for Virginia. Which, yeah, it it should, win. should be a good game. Eh. Will Greer's
1: first game back in the year, um okay. Virginia Tech got Redshirt freshman Josh Jackson um, at quarterback sounds like a basketball sounds like player. a basketball player. Hey, <laughs> 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 um, a lottery pick there. <laughs> here's what I like about here's what I think about West Virginia. If Will Greer plays how he played at Florida when they were undefeated, they will be a playoff contender. Um, it's hard to win in Morgantown, so they have that advantage on right. their side. Um, I think it's definitely going to come down to how Will Greer plays. Okay. Here's what I have to think about, here's what I think about Texas. Obviously, I'm from Texas. I love Texas. Yeah. Here's so, the homer. Here's the pitch coming in. Homer alert, Homer alert. I'm not sure if they'll be ready this year. Obviously, Tom Herman has a good track record of coming in year 1 and doing great things as he did at Houston um he's got a lot of talent but it's just going to see it.
0: in the end it's going to come down to can they win the close games right yeah so uh i we mentioned earlier Florida State and Alabama i love seeing the uh the big out-of-conference games early on in the season. It really doesn't hurt those teams involved. Because um, if, if you lose that first game, obviously it bit Oklahoma last year, but that was more of a Big 12 issue. Um, but if you lose that first game, you have time to rebound. And if you win it, it's a huge plus. Um, so I like seeing those games. We also got Florida and Michigan. Um, too bad Florida's a little bit banged up. And then, of course, we have, and I just couldn't go. Banged Aren't they suspended? Suspended, yeah. yeah. Banged up's the nice way. The <laughs> nice did it way. to themselves. You yeah. 10 players, you yeah. yeah. money back. And, and I, I can't go on to a college football preview Without just bashing those Washington Huskies, they snuck their way into the playoff last year. They stole it from Penn State. They don't play mm, anyone don't out of conference. That. They don't play anyone out of conference last year. They don't play anyone out of conference this year. Mm. They they this is it. Just really really bugs me when you see teams like Alabama and Florida State going to play each other out of conference. Big kudos to you, Ohio State, Oklahoma's doing it. Even Penn State, they're playing Pitt out of conference. That's something. That's at least something. You're Washington, not playing you're a gonna hit, You're Listen. gonna hate
2: on Combine Golden Boy John Ross.
0: Washington, yeah, all of them.
2: Washington it's holds the Jones with Alabama
1: <laughs> last year until they throw a pick six before the half on a screen play. Right. That doesn't happen. Sounds like some
0: self-inflicted <laughs> wounds there. They shouldn't have been in that game. They don't play anyone out of conference. Michigan plays someone in conference, Penn, or out of conference. Penn State, everyone, everyone else plays someone out of conference. And then, of course, Washington, we just let them waltz into the playoff. That's a question we're going to have to ask our uh, CFP guy when he comes into a meeting. All right, so that'll do it for our no, college that's a great football. Idea. Yeah, Grill them right when you want to. We're in. gonna grow them, yeah, because I'm I'm a little bit annoyed about that. All right, so that's gonna do it for our college football preview. We'll definitely be thanks hitting for coming, up. Will? Yeah, thanks for coming mm, on. Thanks Will. for having me. Yeah, and uh, you know you're gonna be producing this podcast, so, <laughs> so don't sign up just yet. Um, but but yeah, that's uh, we'll definitely be talking more college football as that gets going. It starts getting really interesting um, once they start releasing those playoff schedules. That's when I really like to just get get the hot takes in, get yep. the debates in. Um, Penn State should have been in last year. I'll say it once. Say it again. Say no it one more, more time. The yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. State, so, no, say it one. Yeah, because there's. last Exactly. So say it. Penn State. Uh, well, football? we actually have like two top 15 okay. players. Um. So so yeah, but when that starts getting going, there's some big games, the conference games to pick up. We'll definitely be talking about that more. All right. So that'll pretty much do it for our show. We're just gonna uh, allude to a couple of things next week. Big time announcement. Big thing. We got the all 267 release on our episode live. The episode won't be live, but the release will be live. Um, so Mike and I will be picking every single game of the season. We talked about it last year, and uh that includes the playoffs. So we're I'm coming. Excited. So you notice it's we all made, in one. It's yeah, all yeah. You notice we did not pick a single um playoff prediction, um a single division division. Winner. We had nothing no, to do with no last losses. No last place teams. That wasn't a part of our of our thing tonight. Next week that's that's all, that, it that's, is. It. that's all it is and, and we're gonna find out uh who's winning the super bowl who's winning every division we're gonna hit the highlights who's going one and six one and fifteen who's going 12 and four whatever we're gonna have all that it's gonna be we're exciting. gonna release it it's gonna be very exciting and, we're very excited for that and we will also
2: be introducing newly named dime of garbage time that is when we pick the best week 17 game uh the one that will be the most impactful so uh Tune in for that, please. Yeah, my idea, so I really want it to work.
0: Yeah, so uh, Diamond Garbage Time, you know, there's usually a bunch of garbage games out there, right. and there's always, you know, maybe that one game they push in the prime time because it decides a division. Um, so find the division. So we're so we're going to be calling the dimes out from uh, pre pre week one, and we're going to be following that every single week. So again, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, um, thanks for joining us. Yeah, and uh, we will see you next week when we hit some more stuff up. All right, see ya. See ya.
2: We like sports and we don't care who knows.
1: From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football. Football. Tennis. Hockey. Hockey.